It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girl's night, all wrapped up into one. I wasn't even going to start with that. And then as I was about to say, like, what's up, ladies? I was like, no, 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 I can't hold it back any longer. I was about to say, this is the millionth episode. (laughs) This is not the millionth episode. (laughs) This is the millionth and one download we might have had, though. (laughs) That's true. That's very true. If you guys aren't subscribed to the podcast, but you listen to us, you should just subscribe just for the sake of us. (laughs) For giggles. You know, giggles for her next goal post. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, seriously, like big thank you to all the thousands who listen every week. It is so humbling to know that people want to listen to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Also, just that that many. I mean, what even would the math be on that? We only have 130 some episodes divided by a million. Yeah. I don't even know where I'm trying to go with this. I'm just trying to figure out how many people like are that committed and that's just beyond me. (laughs) uh, Yeah. It's, it's crazy, but thinking about why we started this podcast, the Lord has let that goal come to fruition so clearly in the sense of like the whole reason was because, you know, there's so many podcasts out there that are rooted in theology and they're they're really deep or they, you know, have a priest talking or a psychiatrist and that's awesome. And they're good. They're they're great at that. But I wanted something in addition to that, that was just like chatty, you Mm -hmm. know, I didn't want to take notes. I just wanted to like half listen, half zone out, half be in like, I don't know. I just wanted something like that. And so I was like, well, dang, we need to create it because it's not out there. Well, and then like when I want to listen to something in the background, I will literally look up like Cameron Frad, just like chit chatting with someone in the living room or um, Jackie Angel. I think her and Cameron Frad did one where they were just like on a couch chit chatting about like life and homeschooling and birth and like just all these random things. And I was like, this is so fun. And to Mm -hmm. see that, like, I don't know. It's like a thing across the board with Catholic women. Like we just want to hear other Catholic women having Catholic, having conversation about real life that, you know, is rooted in like the faith. Yeah. Cause you don't have that everywhere you go. I mean, I don't have that every time I move somewhere. That's for sure. It's hard. It's hard to find. And you don't have it on that random, you know, Monday morning while you're doing dishes. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have mama, mama, mama. That's what I have, Uh which I love too. Music to my ears, am I right? But it's just just not the same. You posted something on your Instagram story today or yesterday that was about being overstimulated. Oh my gosh. And I was like, wow, I'm not even a parent and I can feel that. Yeah. Uh, When I, so the real, it it was a real, and it said, I'm not angry. I'm overstimulated. And it's talking about how ever since I've been up, I've been hearing mommy, mommy, mommy about 72 times. The laundry machine is going. I am trying to wash the dishes. There's a show playing in the background. All this. And you have crumbs on your feet. (laughs) Yes. You can feel the crumbs on your feet. That is a real one. I literally will wear shoes in the house because I can feel the crumbs on my feet if I don't. And it like that, that infuriates me. Like at that point, yes, I'm angry. Like I'm not overstimulated. I'm angry because there's crumbs on the floor, but reading that through, I was like, holy cow. Yeah. And that's been like the number one thing I've uncovered in spiritual direction and in life coaching is, oh my gosh, like I, this whole time I thought I was angry or that I, there was something wrong with me, or there was like this hurdle that I couldn't get over as far as motherhood. Like I wasn't good at being a mom. I thought I was going to enjoy this, or I thought I was going to be good at this. And Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just angry all the time. And it was like, no, 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 no. You've never been overstimulated like this in your life. You've never been touched this many times during the day. You've never been demanded of this many times during the day. Mm -hmm. You've never had this many noises going on that you're not fully in control of. And it's like, whoa. So figuring out how to, how to like navigate that and 
like get away and recoup real quick for like I don't know something that's realistic like 10 seconds or whatever it is has been so helpful but yeah that is easily the hardest part is the overstimulation yeah I mean I if, if you like having ADHD it's so easy to get overstimulated and you don't even have it so I'm like <laughs> I can learn from you <laughs> And I'm like, hopefully my kids love headphones because if they want to listen to something, it's not being played out loud. It's illegal in our home. True. <laughs> Except now when Carrie plays on or wants to watch a show on her Kindle, she knows how to work Netflix and Amazon Prime. So she'll switch from show to show without us knowing. And so now we're having to like really hone into her. Like yeah. you do not switch the show unless you talk to mommy and daddy. And if you, you switch put the a show, lock, you can on Netflix. She knows how to undo that. So Yeah we play it out loud. So I know if you switched it yeah. or I know what she's listening to. Yeah. That's uh, hard. Yeah. Dang. Real life. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Real life. <laughs> Anyways. Real life. <laughs> well, what's your heck? Yes. <laughs> My heck. Yes. Is that tomorrow night, literally in the evening, it's terrible that we're leaving that late in the day, but we're driving to your place and I get to see it in real life for the first time. And you've had this place for how long? A year, a year and a half, a year, just okay. a year. Okay. Well, I get to see it in person for the first time ever. And I'm so excited. It's also just so nice knowing that like we're stopping and staying at a house of someone that we know Mm -hmm. and there's multiple rooms Mm -hmm. and it's like the, we can get some actual sleep and then Mm -hmm. we can wake up the next morning and not feel rushed to check out at a certain time. Something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not just like a hotel room, obviously Mm -hmm. the financial downside to hotel rooms too, but it's beyond that because you're Um, on your way to Ohio yes I'm going to Ohio for my cousin's wedding and I'm also really excited about that because it feels very as told over yesterday it feels very novelty that we are going on a road trip to go see family during the middle of the summer it's not Christmas it's not Thanksgiving we never do that (laughs) we never just go to see family I also am very excited because it's rare that I am a guest at a wedding I am normally a vendor So I'm very excited to just go and enjoy a wedding of my cousin. And so there will be a lot of family there that we know and love. And so it'll be a lot of fun. And I'm really excited. feels like a nice breakup for for my summer, which is needed. (laughs) But what about you? What's your heck yes? Okay. So um, I'm going to say my heck no first. So my heck no is that it's been a week since Patrick deployed. Um, been a week since I got back to America and I would, I flew in from Tokyo. So I flew from our base to Tokyo, Tokyo to Atlanta. I was getting my baggage from the international terminal in Atlanta and my bags were the last one out. I missed my flight, had a mental breakdown, cried in the airport, called Megan and she drove (laughs) and picked me up, Mm -hmm. which brings me to my heck. Yes. (laughs) Is that I like never thought I'd be the girl that like was crying in the airport, but lo and behold, she was. Um, God humbles you like that. (laughs) Like literally the kind where I got to the gate and I, the gate had just closed like two minutes earlier Mm -hmm. and I knew I was missing it. And I just like sat down, put my face in my hands and like ugly cried, silently (laughs) ugly cried. (laughs) Oh, you're like, what is, this is the lowest of the lowest. And I'm like, people probably think I'm just crying because of this dumb gate. I'm crying because my husband's gone. Yeah. Like it's the whole pile up of events from that like moment. No sleep, on. like 12 yeah. hour, 13 hour flight, like <laughs> all of it. Mm-hmm. And so my heck yes is that Megan drove a long time to come pick it me up. It's not that far. An hour and a half is not far. Okay. An hour and a half to come pick me up in Atlanta. Then I slept at her house and then she drove me back the next morning to hop on my flight back to Kentucky. But looking back, I think it's exactly what I needed in a weird way. Like I needed to not be alone that first Mm. night, you know, like I just like needed to be with your family somewhere familiar and around. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in a way it's blessing Aww. in disguise, but we got McDonald's, Chick-fil-A. We, we hit all the American spots. <laughs> we really lived it up. <gasps> oh yeah, we did. <laughs> but Carrie yeah. had the time of her life. That was like Christmas morning for her. She woke up and realized Cece was here. Had no <laughs> clue Cece was coming. And she was like, yes. <laughs> oh, 
she's going to see a lot of me. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, what oh, was your geez. heck no? My heck no is you, I used applesauce tonight as a substitute for eggs and my Jiffy cornbread muffins. Eggs? That's what the internet said. The internet said applesauce. And then if you don't want it to be too dense, put a little bit of baking powder in there too. So I did that. And I I didn't even know how to describe it. It's just like I knew maybe if I hadn't known I put applesauce in it, it wouldn't have been so bad. But it felt like I could really taste applesauce in my cornbread. And it was very weird. And then it was just kind of crumbling apart. And I was like, this is why you I never egg. have subbed applesauce with eggs before. What would you have subbed it with? I usually use applesauce in, um, like I make this like oatmeal chocolate chip muffin and I put a cup of applesauce in yes. it. It makes it really moist. Yes. But and I that's still have eggs in it. Right. But I'm saying like, if you had to sub something for an egg, cause we have no eggs left. I'm not about to go buy eggs cause we leave tomorrow. What would you have done? Just not make one. I don't bread? think, yeah, I don't think I would have <laughs> made it. I don't know what subs an egg. Like, I, honestly, if you're allergic to eggs, I don't even know how you eat. Yeah. What do you do? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So verily I got back to my house and the mm. first, cause there was mail stacked up like crazy because oh. the people that were staying in my house were like just stacking up the mail, which is what I, I mean, that was great. Yeah. Um, but the first thing I opened was the verily magazine. Cause I was so excited <laughs> to see it. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. And so the front cover, it's like hot pink and white. I was reading it and some of the things that really, by the way, okay. So we didn't even explain what verily was pretty much verily <laughs> is a mat is a magazine that's back in print. And so they come out with four publications a year. But what's so amazing about Verily is it's not this like, I don't know, like girl boss, new agey kind of situation. Mm -mm. It's so wholesome. And they treat the woman as a whole person, not just like um, a model for the ad right. or something like that. And, and they're, um, they have long form essays, which I, which I always loved. Like something I loved about secular magazines is they had those long form essays. Mm -hmm whether it's mm -hmm. from a celebrity or a celebrity makeup artist or something like that. And I always thought it was so interesting. Instead of picking up a whole book, it was like of just yeah. a few pages to get a little take. tidbits. Yes. And so this one article I was reading, it's called visual exhaustion is real, but there's another option. And I just loved it. And the way they like put this editorial um, spin on everything, like it just looks so pretty and it's so mm -hmm. easy to read. And then another one is the, another one that they wrote about is how can we help close the maternal health gap? Like mm. mothers and children's deserve better. There's just so, so, so much. Another one was the other childcare crisis that no one talks about. I mean, there is so much for mothers, single women. I mean, everything. Yeah, it's all encompassing and it's not, it's like not just holistic. It's not just for college girls. It's not just for, it's like the whole women in all seasons. It's like the multi-generational friendships we talk about amongst yeah. women in a magazine. It's great. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's perfect. And it looks great on a coffee table. It so does. <laughs> definitely check it out. You can get $10 off your subscription with code W-I-T-D-H, all caps, standing for what in the dang heck, or learn more at Verily, V-E-R-I-L-Y, verilyshop.com. And you can find everything in our show notes. Do you want to talk about the annoying like Instagram <laughs> thing you found okay so it was like very niche it was it's very niche um it's for so let me just like back give this backdrop some or give this some backdrop some backdrop some back backdrop <laughs> <laughs> there because we have platforms the likelihood of us over the like over a year of receiving the same sort of reel sent from a follower or something is very high because we are so outspoken. It's so clear about who we are, what we love, what we don't love, all that kind of stuff. Especially if you listen to the podcast too, because then you kind of know what season of life we're in. And so you're like, oh yeah, let me send her this. She'll totally get it. And I so mean, when I listen to a podcast, I feel like I'm that person's best friend. So yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Like yeah. the amount of the amount of times I have seen the minivan reel now at this point, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I just get it, make it. The minivan is still not sexy. Okay. It's not sexy. 
It's Actually, I saw Megan drive it in real life and she looked smacking. <laughs> okay, it. me, not the minivan. <laughs> She looked smacking in the, when she pulled up from Dude, my breakdown. I had dad socks on. I did he not look amazing. Look oh, thank her you. Her legs were so toned. Oh my god, she looked so cute in her minivan. I just looked like an angel coming to save you. You there was like a distorted view there because of your situation. It was a traumatic lens. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> okay, so that minivan reel is a perfect example. Another reel that I have received many times over the past couple of months is referencing, it's this guy who's talking about how a Tour de France runner's heart rate is like at, I'm not going to say the numbers, right? But say it's at 2.5, whatever the normal average is as as a Tour de France athlete. And a pregnant woman's heart rate is at 2.2 times the normal heart rate or whatever for a normal person times the normal heart rate? I I don't know if that's accurate or not, but I remember him saying 2.5 and 2.2. Like they're very, very close. Tour de France, pregnant woman, very close. In regards to tell people what the Tour de France is. A tour, I mean- It's a bike race, isn't it? I think it is. Definition of Tour de France. I don't know. I just know it's a high caliber athlete. Multiple stage bicycle race, primarily held in France. Um, covers about 2,500 miles. It's held over a period of 21 days, if this gives you mm-hmm. any sort of idea. Um, so basically the whole thing is that women, by being inherently by being pregnant, are of almost the same caliber as a Tour de France athlete. And I'm like, false. I never really, I think most of the time when I open up these DMs, I'm just like, I heart it or I just like read it and like move on because I just can't respond to every single one. And then I also have been like ruminating on my thoughts on this whole thing because I understand that I've shared about missing being an athlete before. And so people are probably seeing this and going, look, like you're still an athlete. Congrats. (laughs) And I'm like, no, I'm not. I just by fact of being pregnant, I'm sitting on the couch. I couldn't do a tour de France as a D1 athlete. I sure as heck can't do a tour de France right now just because I'm pregnant and suddenly my body is like now more capable. Like it's literally (laughs) not. So, um, but so they were solely that guy that was talking about that was solely looking at heart rate to determine athlete. I believe, I believe it was heart rate to determine athlete and to, well, to determine like the amount of work that your body is doing. over a period of time, which I can get. You're probably just the same amount exhausted. Right. But I am not athletic capability. No, no. And the other thing too, it's like, okay, athletic capability is one thing, but also the like mental aspect to the athletic grind that that's no, I mean, that happens maybe in birth. We could talk about that in birth and maybe Mm -hmm. compare the two, (laughs) but like day in and day out of pregnancy, I am not choosing to run another suicide lap. I am not push your body to the to limit. Push my body to the limit every single second of being pregnant. My body might be stretched, it might feel nauseous, it might suck sometimes, but that's not by my own choice. That's just by it happening. You know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like <laughs> your body was made for that. I'm like my body, yes. I don't think anyone's body is made to do gymnastics the way exactly. that I did gymnastics. Exactly. Or to <laughs> run over, or over to a decade. Run. Yes. To do some of the fitness tests that we were required to pass. Like your body is, everybody's body isn't naturally meant to do that. That's something you have to like work up to. And that's the perfect example. Actually, that is something you have to work up to and like choose to do and complete and Mm -hmm. being pregnant is not the same. And, and I want to, like, I hope because of how highly I talk about pregnancy and birth and everything, I hope this isn't coming off. Like we're just lazy and fat. Like that's not at all what I mean. Um, and I hope maybe it gives more credibility to this argument because of how highly I view birth and pregnancy. Um, but it's just not, it's not the same. I feel like, feel like it's, you're trying to find, like pat yourself on the back for something that's not actually accurate. And I just refuse that. I'm like, no, I'm I rebuke not, it. I, I rebuke it. <laughs> I just, I, I own the fact that I am not an athlete right now and that's okay. I'm a pregnant mom. They are different. Okay. They can be the same if you're also, you know, squatting 250 pounds or something or running all the time. Like good for you. Even if you're not squatting 250, if you're just squatting, 
<laughs> and it's more squatting than just to like pick up something that fell on the ground. Like if you're doing more than that kind of squatting, then yeah, you might be an athlete and pregnant. Like <laughs> who knows? But that's not, and I, I know I blew up if you're a listener and you were the one that sent this to me recently. And I kind of sent all my thoughts as they were happening to me, to you. I apologize. That was not a personal thing. And I said that in the message as well, but I was like, I should probably take this to the podcast because I've received it enough times over the year. There's even a discussion though, is like, what is an athlete? Like is golf an athlete, Mm. right? I would have that conversation in college with golf athletes. Yeah. (laughs) Is, um, they call it e-games, which is like video games. Is that athlete? No, like things like that. Like does athletics actually correlate to exercise? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I don't know anything anymore then. If we're talking about gaming, being an athlete. I'm like, it's not a sport, but whatever. (laughs) It's a waste of time hobby, but that's just my opinion. If you've been around long enough, you know, this is a new one. That's just my opinion. (laughs) If anyone doesn't know this, um, Patrick before we were dating years before we were dating had followed me on Instagram and then he deleted his Instagram, but he followed me on Instagram when he was in college or something. Yeah. And then when Austin, our friend who set us up, uh, the basic Catholic on Instagram, I guess Patrick was like, oh my gosh, I recognize her. And the only thing I remember about her is her ranting on her Instagram about how guys need to stop playing video games. And if you want to throw a ball around on a video game, get outside and throw a ball. It's pathetic. <laughs> and he was telling me, he's like, that's the only thing I remembered about you. And I just thought, okay, well, she has an opinion. She uh, has an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. But he doesn't do that. No, no, be- no. Actually, like second, third day, I remember him being like, we hadn't even talked. I mean, we didn't even really talk about video games ever, but he's like, yeah, I just, I was like, oh, what have you been up to this week? He's like, I've just been selling stuff on Facebook marketplace, like my bass guitar, my like, you know, Xbox, my like all this stuff. And I was mm. like, I didn't make a big deal about it, but in my head, I was like, yes, you are finally a potential option. <laughs> like, <laughs> That was the hottest thing to me when Avery sold his before Carrie got here. He was like, I'm going to be a dad. Like, well, I'm not going to fart around on my Xbox. And I was like, you came to that conclusion all by yourself. They have to come on themselves. They have. Oh, they have to. They totally have to. But the fact that it happened when it did before we had any kids, he like had that awareness. And I was like, you are now 10 times hotter. And here we are three years later with two more children. So. (laughs) <laughs> like who needs an xbox like no mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. anyways <laughs> oh so funny um okay so someone had left a voicemail this was a few weeks ago we are we, we just apologize never... in advance <laughs> yeah i'm sorry you might have already <laughs> dealt with this so maybe this is just affirming to you or help someone else um so this is anonymous anonymous went to college with a friend this friend was in her wedding. Okay. Um, this friend has no faith, um, but Anonymous is a really strong Catholic. Okay. Um, but her friend doesn't have a lot of morals. Can't blame her. She doesn't okay. have a faith, you know? Right. So Anonymous is married. She has a baby. She's recently moved to another state. She's quit her job and she's just changed a lot as a person. Okay. Um, but her friend hasn't really changed at all. So um she like that friend is putting a lot of effort into their relationship and she is so sweet to the baby and she reaches out often, but overall, um, it's been at least a year of anonymous feeling kind of burned out of the friendship with her Mm. friend from college, even though she's like, so good, if that makes sense. Um, and so she just doesn't feel like it's a deep friendship or it's matured. And it's just superficial because as anonymous has grown, I'm sure she kind of looks for her friendships to grow and become deeper. Right. And she just naturally that. Yeah. It's not like anything's wrong with this friendship. It's just like, it's Uh -uh. not where she is. And so as a mom, anonymous feels like it's a lot of effort to spend time with friends. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, this friend keeps reaching out to visit her, but anonymous feels like she's not invested in the friendship as much as she is, but you know, is there a time when anonymous should just say like, Hey, we don't have a lot in common. Like we should, you know, 
kind of distance mm. each other or should anonymous just be there for her and be a great example of Jesus in her life? And I feel mm-hmm. like Megan could probably talk about this. Yeah, I've navigated this a handful of times. Um, so first of all, if she's being really sweet to baby, she's reaching out often. She wants to visit. My initial thought is like, what's the harm? Like if she, unless like you really are just trying to protect your peace or something. Um, she just or... feels like it's a lot of effort. Okay. But she doesn't have to say yes to hanging out. She doesn't have to say yes to hanging out. I guess I just have a hard time understanding. Like it is, you do have to put an effort to keep in touch with friends and you do have to put an effort to maintain relationships or go deeper in relationships. But it sounds like the effort is mutual. The difference is that the seasons are different or the maturity level is different. Well, the effort's not mutual because the friend is putting in a lot more effort than anonymous. Well, yeah, that's a good point. But so then that's my, my argument, the whole argument of it's, She's how, a good friend can, to the highest capacity she can be. Right. You know? And how can anonymous then say it requires a lot of effort of me as a mom now to be friends with people. And her friend is literally putting in more effort than her for this friendship. That's mm-hmm. kind of my, that's, that's where I kind of like, that's confused. a good point. Um, because then like, what's the harm I, for me when I became a mom and I had, I mean, I still have about half of my girlfriends are single probably, or at least don't have kids yet. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, all I wanted was to maintain some sense of normalcy from before I had kids and have that support from them. And it sounds like you have that. So the only thing that I can think of is it doesn't like, you're not getting anything out of the relationship that you want or need, but then it makes me feel like you're also not getting that anywhere else. Like yeah, there might be a season in life where, you know, a year from now, she's exactly what you need and she'd be, you know, right. I would have a really hard time breaking this friendship off completely. I don't know because it just doesn't like, like my thought is, okay, if I had a girlfriend that was doing this, which I have had girlfriends that are doing this and it felt like draining to me, it would have had to have been because I had no other good friends around as well. Mm-hmm. Because if my single college girlfriend and I are in totally different seasons of life now, don't even live in the same area, don't even live in the same area, which is like super, that's like on brand for me. And she's still reaching out. She's asking about the baby. She's invested. She wants to visit. Like she wants to spend money and time out of her life to come visit me. Then I would have no problem with that because I'm reaching a level of depth with other women friends that I don't need from her. She's showing her effort and love and support in the highest capacity, like you said, that she's capable of right now. Yeah, she's not capable of having those deep or, you know, matured conversations past superficial because maybe one, you've never given her a chance to go there. Ooh, that's a good point. Because you guys, I mean, in college, how often do you go there unless you're drunk? Right, she's- Or like (laughs) both faithful, you know? like she doesn't have faith. And she doesn't have a lot of morals, but maybe you haven't given her a chance to talk about those deep things or, you know, she literally just doesn't know. So yes, I think it is true that you have to be, you like Jesus has put this girl in your life. Um, and just being you is a great example because this girl is trying. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I, I totally understand the concept of like, we're growing apart, but this doesn't feel like you're growing apart. It just feels like you're in different seasons and that's like an issue somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You're in different seasons and you have different walks of life essentially. Or maybe like you're anonymous growing apart from her, but that I guess if you guys never had like substantial, like deep conversation and nothing's really changed. Right. And the fact that she was in her wedding is just like, it's a big nothing. deal. That's a big deal. And nothing's, it doesn't, she loves you and your family. Right. And that's, that's also a big deal. Like that's hard to come by, especially yeah. when you're in different seasons. It's much easier for moms to support other moms than it is for a single girl who maybe she does want a husband and kids someday to support. I think a friend. lot of women would kill for a friend like this. That's what I'm trying to get across. Like I would have a very hard time cutting off that relationship just because yeah. you're in different seasons because she's and from what you have shared, doing everything you could expect her to or mm-hmm. ask of her. Yeah, she's doing it right. Um, yeah. So, so I, yeah, I don't know. I guess the only other thing for me would be, have you given her a chance to go deep? Like you mentioned, Cece. And then 
is this more a result of the lack of other deep friendships in your life that you're now kind of piling up on her because she's the only one that's been consistent for so long, you know, cause then that's not fair. Yeah. It's but, not her fault that you don't have other deep friends, you know, right. like you can still have her in your life. Right. But it, it's almost like a, well, I've known her for so long. So how could, like, it's a frustration almost like, why can't we go deep yet? Like I'm now in this life where I'm going deeper and I'm growing like intentionally in all these ways and she and I can't do that. So like, it has to be over, but it's like, why does it have to be her? She's not done anything. Y'all y'all's relationship hasn't changed at all from the beginning. Um, And it's possible. It's possible to have deep conversations with someone that doesn't have a lot of morals or share the same faith. True. I can attest to that as well. Lots of college soccer teammates that were not faithful, that had very different life views. We had some of the deepest conversations on those buses. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, totally. We have another advice column thingy, but before we jump into that, I wanted to talk about Hallow. Something that is my favorite on Hallow, it's called a women's devotional and it's under the dailies tab. And Lisa, who is the founder of Walking with Purpose, I have gotten to know Lisa and she's one of my favorite humans. (laughs) And the fact that I can hear Lisa do the woman's devotional is amazing. (laughs) Okay. But pretty much it goes day by day. So you can get five minute devotional from that morning. Like it goes per daily devotional situation, but voice wise. And if you've never done a, like a Catholic Bible study or anything, walking with purpose is a great Bible study to do. And the fact that they offer this, cause this is also a book, but they offer it audio version on hallow is amazing um so nobody got time for books no (laughs) time for books i'm sorry i've tried a million times this is the way to go (laughs) this is the future okay this is the book of now this is the book for busy women but i just love like listening to her just popping it on she's so relatable I just, I love this devotional. So definitely check it out on hallow.com backslash what in the dang heck for three month free trial. Three months. That is just so, I mean, at that point, it's habit. At generous. that point you're hooked. Yeah, it is very generous. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's this, what's this other advice column? I feel like we are on a newspaper. Column. We're on the column. Um. Okay. You want to read it? Sure. Hey Feeling y'all. A bit- feeling a bit dyslexic tonight. So, okay. It's a glass of wine to your left, to your right. Sorry. Yeah. I've been <laughs> a long time and I poured myself a glass. Have a glass for me. Okay. Hey y'all. I got married a month ago and a few things have come up that I was hoping y'all could cover at some point. My husband and I did long distance until we got married. And since being married and even before that, I've had a hard time being away from him. Going to work is fine. But when I get home from work, all I want to do is be with him. He jokes that I have to do everything together with him. If he goes somewhere for work for an overnight trip, I get pretty emotional. When we're at family gatherings, I want to be next to him while we hang out with others. He recently told me I need to learn to have fun without him. After that comment, I have wondered if I have an unhealthy attachment to him or if this is normal being that we live states apart for a year. I know this probably sounds stupid to y'all being military wives, and maybe I feel this way as I lived on my own for a while as I move around. But And maybe... Air Force, I think. Okay. Yeah. And around as they work for the air force, but what is healthy and what is not, I don't want to suffocate him. Thanks. Okay. Super relatable. Let's yes. just lay that out. Don't there. feel like your situation is less than us just because it, our mine is more extreme. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? Cece has to tell me that all the time because right now I'm living in like civilian bliss where we are essentially not in the military. And anytime I'm like, the kids aren't sleeping through the night, I can't complain to you. Your husband's literally deployed six months out of the air. And she's like, no, shut up. Seven. That's still terrible. Sorry. Seven, okay, seven. Should <laughs> <laughs> I make that clear? It's seven. It's still terrible. The military but... likes to tell us it's six. And I'm like, you're actually lying to my face right now at seven. But yeah. um, <laughs> so I don't know if we're going to have the same opinion. on. I think we will. I don't know if we will. I'm curious though. Yeah. Do you want, you want me to go? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So I just like to point out that you got married a month ago. That's literally 30 days. Oh my gosh. I'm really glad you pointed that out. Of course you're (laughs) attached to him. Holy crap. Like, hello, you literally, if you're Catholic, (laughs) you just became one under the sacrament of marriage. Like 
I don't have a problem once you're married to say they're your other half because they are actually no. your other half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like if you were feeling totally fine, like you, if you weren't missing him when he went to work, there would be a problem. Red flag. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. A month ago, I'm so glad you pointed that detail out because I was like, oh, I relate to this. But a I month got ago, married. I got married a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Your husband's comment was fair then ish, but like, I, I would not think in I a was, month. I mean, he, I, he might be not feeling, let me rewind. Um, okay. He might be feeling like he doesn't have any alone time or he can't do his own thing for himself, but yes. that doesn't mean that you're too attached to him. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is literally the perfect like way to describe that Megan. You don't have a problem. He's complaining that you love him too much. Is that what I'm hearing? I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, wait, I have opinions on that too, because Avery and I went through like a year and a half in New Mexico where I was actually like this for a very long time. And we'd been married for a year-ish at that point. It wasn't 30 days. (laughs) Okay. Explain, explain your situation. We, we moved to New Mexico. It's our first move in the military. It's a literal desert. And then on top of that, it's COVID. And I like every time he came home from work, I just wanted him 24 seven every time. I mean, I just wanted to be with him all the time. I leaned on him because I just was too like either afraid or exhausted to go out and make my own friends. And so then he became my girlfriend and my husband. And that was a level of attachment that was unhealthy because then I was expecting him to meet all my needs that the girlfriend would and be my husband while also maintaining work and everything else that he has to do. And it was totally unfair and not healthy for us at all. And then I was impacted too, because then I didn't have girlfriends. I didn't have mom friends. I didn't have whatever until months into living there. And we like went through this. However, 30 days ago, you got married. And what I'm feeling is probably more likely the case because Avery and I also had to navigate this is he doesn't have alone time for just himself. He's now moved in with this woman, you obviously, and everything is revolving around either work, family, or you. And so you are intertwined in every open free space of his life. And he hasn't had an escape or a minute to breathe or do his own thing. And guys need that. I mean, we need that too. Cave like, time. I can't... We just talked about this. Yeah. We literally just talked about what this. Was it on the time. relationship transition in a marriage podcast? Yes. Yes. It was a like, two, um, two ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was two podcasts ago. And so, I mean, even, and we don't like to admit it and we don't need it as desperately as men do. I don't think because we just want to be near them and we just want to hang out with them. And, but we still need, like, I still need to get out by myself without kids and without Avery for a second. It's really good for me to remember like who I am apart from just being a wife and a mom and what's important to me and not just like pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. It's very, very important to not lose that. Um, But when I think of like my friends or even myself who got married, like, I don't even think I answered texts for the first month I was married. Like, I I feel like, like my friend, you know what I mean? Like friends, like they don't like see anyone for the first like two months they're married because it's like, you just want to be together. So like, that's so valid that you're right. That's so normal. Like, don't think there's anything wrong with you. I don't think it's unhealthy at all. And honestly, you're, I would like really try to have like a deep, peaceful conversation about this because I think Megan's really right. You hit the nail on the head where it's not you being too obsessed with him. It's him not have, not having time to himself. Yeah. Which are two very different things. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, unless he can like further elaborate and explain to you why you're too attached to him or like, if you really don't have, if you really don't do anything on your own without him, like you don't, you, you don't like going to hang out with friends without him. But like, don't I don't want to hang any. out with friends the first four weeks I'm married. Oh, me neither. I'm just saying down the road, like something to keep in mind. Yes, like if okay. he's like still bringing this up for a while, it's like, okay, wait, do I actually not have anything that I enjoy by myself? Like, do I, do I depend on him to uh-huh. be a part of every part of my life? Like, and do I, I have say, any like, bit of myself anymore? <laughs> it's emotional kind of like the first time they're away when you're living together. Yeah. Cause it's not um, how that's supposed to be. Yeah, like I remember Patrick went on the ship for like three or four days in our first mm-hmm. six months we were six weeks we were married. Um yeah. and that was I thought like my world was ending. Yeah. 
And I remember totally. being like, why do I feel so dramatic? I was like, oh my gosh, it's so lonely with that. <laughs> okay, but even now, like now it's still emotional. Yeah. Now Avery and I are four years in and I literally cried and sent him an angry text when he left because I was just emotional. And it was like an irrelevant, my anger or my text was like the most irrelevant thing and it probably should never have been sent. But that's how emotional and dramatic I felt because it was like, you're leaving me. And it's like, what is this? Like, that's, that's normal. You're not supposed to be apart from your spouse. And if this makes you feel any better, um, Patrick and I were only away from each other for not one night, not one time did, you know, we probably hung out with friends separately twice the entire time we were together from January through May. Meaning, okay, but meaning, that's what you that's because you knew what was coming, right? But meaning, like, I dropped him <laughs> off at the bar and picked him up, like, yeah. and didn't yeah. go to the bar, <laughs> yeah. Like, so yeah. don't feel like we like I wanted to literally, I, I like needed to be attached to him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I will say too, like, if it is the part of like he doesn't have time for himself, then like have him create a very honest and realistic goal for what his needs are so that he can meet that. Because I noticed once we did that for Avery, it was like our time together was one, so much more fun. And two, it felt like it doubled because he now had the energy and like the mental and emotional capacity for me in like a more vibrant way than he did before when he was just like going and going and going and going and had no like getaway for a second. Okay. So could you, um, maybe encourage him like, Hey, do you, you know, I'm going to stay in and read tonight or I have a movie I wanted to watch, or, you know, Mm -hmm. if you don't have friends in the area or something like, do you want me to drop you off at a friend's house or like at a bar? And I'm happy to pick you up. Like, I know you're feeling a little, I don't know the word claustrophobic with this transition. And it takes a little bit, like, I'm happy to have you like go out with a friend. Like, I want you to feel that freedom to do that. I'll be here when you get back. Right. And I'll be honest. Saying that and offering that is not fun because you want to just hang out with them all the time. But like, they don't, feel guilty but they, for asking that. They feel guilty for asking it. And it's something I feel like we have to train ourselves to offer. And it's a very big, like it's an act of like selflessness. And it's like, it's a gift for us to offer that to them. And it's not going to feel fun. And as soon as he leaves, you're probably going to be like, oh, I'd rather be going to the bar with him. <laughs> like, totally, like, totally. It's the thing of like, I feel bad though, because- his feelings are not even about you. Like those are wrong. I don't think so. (laughs) Like the way I'm reading this. Yeah. Are wrong. Like it's actually not about you. It's about him and he's making it about you. Yeah. Well, it's confusing. They've been married for 30 months or 30 days. You know what I mean? Like this is a part of the transition that people don't break down into the nitty gritty for you beforehand. And you have to navigate and you instantly think, well, the only thing that's changed in the past month is I am now with her. So the problem must be her right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I can't blame him, but also like, I feel like this conversation could go further between you two. And I don't think it's actually about you. Yeah. Which is relieving. Mm -hmm. You just have a big heart. (laughs) You just love him too much, but don't say that because then it won't start the, won't start the conversation off correctly. (laughs) We must be strategic here. So what you're saying is that I love you too much. Is that what you're saying? No, that won't go anywhere. I promise you. Yeah. Let's not do that. Uh, we can if acknowledge you, that here. This is yeah. a safe place. If you want to start a fight, do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Ooh. So want to do some voicemails, but oh wait, Megan, oh, tell us hold on. abundantly yours. Yeah. Okay. It's actually perfect that we're talking about marriage here. You guys got married 30 days ago for any of y'all listening that are going to get married. Abundantly yours is a Catholic shop. And you can follow them at abundantly.yours.co. And the website is abundantlyyours.org. But they just launched a bride and groom rosary set, which I think is so cute and genius because I know we are always wondering like, oh, do we get the bride something? Or do we get, (laughs) do we get the bride something? Do we get the groom something? Like the groom always gets the bride, like a little piece of jewelry or something. It's like, what do I get my husband? And I just feel like it's so fitting for the first thing you guys gift each other and kind of open up on the day of your wedding is your own matching kind of rosary like that just points to the importance of the sacrament and what you're thinking about and how you care for their soul and it's just like this makes sense this makes sense it's a great like 
um, bridal shower gift. Mm-hmm. So there's so really many ways one. you could like f- use this. <laughs> yeah. There's so many people that could purchase this and either gift to someone or yeah. But oh my gosh, I wish I would have known about this. I wish I would have known about it. It's so I, such a good idea. Well, they didn't have, so we we didn't really have, like we didn't really get left out. We did get left out, but not by ignorance. It just didn't exist yet. <laughs> Brilliant. She saw a gap in the market and filled it. I love to see it. We love to see it. Um, you can get 15% off the entire shop with code HECK15, all caps, H-E-C-K-1-5, um, at abundantlyyours.org. All the links are in our show notes, but we love supporting small Catholic shops. So go check them out. Love it. And her Instagram super cute. So definitely check it, it is. out. Whitney. Mm-hmm. We love Whitney. So cute. All right, so voicemails. Let's hear it. Hi, ladies. Um, I just had a what in the dang heck moment coming back from the airport. I was flying. I had my boarding pass on my phone. I scanned said boarding pass on my phone, and then suddenly my phone got stuck on the lock screen and it would not unlock. I was doing everything to try to restart it and turn it off and it wasn't working. So I just said some Hail Marys on the plane and I was like, maybe once I get to my destination, it will reset. And then it didn't. And then I realized I needed a QR code on my phone to get out of the parking lot of the airport parking where I parked, 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 parked. And I couldn't get out, and I also couldn't contact anyone, and I also needed to drive home, which is two hours away, and I don't know how to get there. Um, So I started panicking. Somehow my husband was able to call me through my car, and he was trying to help me, and nothing was working, and I was literally screaming tears in my car. I was trying to hotspot my laptop somehow, and... Eventually, my phone did restart, and I, um, you know, thanked my husband, who was in a work meeting and was just hearing me bawl my eyes out on the phone, um, but I made it, and now I'm on my way to said home, but that is definitely a what-in-the-dig-heck moment, but my husband is, um, he's, he's the savior in this situation. Well, God is, but he's not... Helping hand. Anyways, okay. <sighs> Cortisol levels are high. Okay, I've actually never thought about that. Like if I go to an airport and I don't check any bags and I'm just like, I'm going to use my phone as my like, you know, boarding pass and whatever. You would be I've screwed. Never You'd be yep. screwed. I mean, especially by the time you wait in line for security and then you get up to it and your phone's not working and you're like, yeah, love that. Like, okay. Yeah, to turn back around and print one out. Yeah, I always or, try to print one out. Or what would happen if you went all the way through security and then you had like a two-hour whatever until your flight, and you're like la di da di da, and then you go up to get on the plane. Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking of. And I was like, what do you do? You got to turn all the way back around. Not gonna make it. Nice try. You do not pass go. You do not collect a hundred dollars. <laughs> you also do not get out of the parking lot. <laughs> Or know how to, I'm like, this is when MapQuest really taught us how to prepare ahead. You had to print it out, the directions. Yeah. That and uh, even the, uh, the Garmin. Yes, Garmin. Garmin. What was that called? The GPS. Yes. Yes. Even that was, you know, a saving grace, but. Yeah. I remember one time I was listening to a homily and he was like, GPS, God's positioning system. And then he went on and talked about it. It was really clever, but I totally forgot what it meant. Um, <laughs> it was very clever. It was very clever. But you only um, remember the GPS part. Perfect. Yeah. But also um, you were really, I forgot her name who called in. I don't know if she said her name, but you are so funny and I want to be friends with you. <laughs> Your like dry humor is hilarious. <laughs> CC is a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, it's 8 14 PM. Chick-fil-A closes at nine. I'm going to try to go and get some nugs. And Dude, I just it. decided that. Yep. Just decided that right now. Which um, one? Chocolate? 
chocolate always yes yes i have cheesecake cheesecake waiting for me downstairs you ordered that via what is it called yes i did doordash megan is sneaky with that doordash app let me tell you she sent me cookies and they really were great but she is sneaky i was worried i was like i didn't even check to see if she was home i hope the weather's not bad and I, went I was cookies. sleeping on the couch and I heard a knock on the door and I was like, I'm so sorry. And then I saw a text come through you and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, perfect. Megan. This is Megan. Um, She's like, check the door. I was like, it's either, I can either do ice cream or I can do cookies. And I was like, well, if she's not there, ice cream's just trash by the time she gets there. So might as well attempt cookies, but I'm glad it worked out. I love DoorDash. I, like we send meals to our pregnant or not a pregnant postpartum friends through DoorDash all the time. It's the best. And it's a good place to give gift cards too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I literally had, I had someone message me today asking for their friend just had a baby and they're also going to be moving into a new house soon. So she was like, I want to send, or I want to bring dinner, but I want to do more than just like a meal. Like what else would you do? And so I ran down the list, but one of the things in it was the DoorDash gift card. Cause yeah. I was like, that'll help them be on the day. Like the day of that you're bringing the meal is just like a gift. But then to also know that you have another meal covered for you in the future too, is just like, like a get out of jail card. Like, yes, thank you. So Mm -hmm. especially when moving, you don't have any of your stuff. Yeah. You don't want to cook. Things are bought. Yeah. A mess. Feel that. Well, we will, when will, when will we talk to them again? July 10th. All right. Guys, we're going to France. It's actually such a good, I know, and have such a good 4th of July. Actually, oh, yeah. we will be together July 9th. So As if France wasn't enough. We I know. Will, uh... And Mary and Jerry, who actually came on the podcast a few months ago, will also be in town. So mm-hmm. I think we'll just have to do an episode with them because you guys love that episode. Oh, yeah, we should. Yeah. Pending my children sleeping at your house, but yes, we should. Facts. We're just like, get a babysitter. (laughs) We just don't even count our luck. We're just like, we'll hire someone. (laughs) No, it will be good. So excited. Well, thank you guys for letting us, for getting us to hit a million. And I'm sure you have all the FOMO in the world of us in France and I'm actually getting so excited for this. I know, me too. I've spent an hour figuring out curling iron converters today, but we'll talk about oh, that Oh, please, later. please share the details yeah. with me because I've done no work. So I just want to mooch off of you. Yep. Usual yep. group project mindset here. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> bye guys. Okay, bye. You say au revoir? Is au revoir. That au revoir. Arigato gozaimasu. Okay, we are not going to Japan. I'm so sorry. Anyways, goodbye, guys. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments. So call our hotline at 312-775-2615. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.